You're listening to another episode of the Zag Erica Soap here, continuing our series, our bonus episode series featuring our 2021 both Institute and Engage fellows. Catching up today with an Institute fellow, Carson Malbro is here. We'll catch up with him, hear what he's working on these days, hear what he's looking forward to with Institute. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Carson, we have a couple organizers in the group. I was curious what's it been like being an organizer since we went into a pandemic and have been virtual pretty much the entire time. How's that going for you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, organizing is, is always uh, easier when you're allowed to do things in person. So uh, it's been a lot of virtual meetings, a lot of phone calls, emails, uh, a lot of things around that. Uh, but I think it's it's still the same core principles apply. You know, you really want to make sure you're uh, doing your best to reach as many people as you can and to, uh, you know, as you convey information that different people will need, make sure you're following up and make sure you're really using all the best digital tactics um, to really channel people's energy and, um, you know, focus into concrete actions that you can still take, uh, even though we're doing this kind of in a, in a unique year. So I think it's been challenging not being able to to meet up and, and to, you know, be out in the community like I really want to be, but um, still making it work, still adjusting to it. And then you're at the Grassroots Law Project. Give folks a scoop on what that is and what kind of work you do there. Sure, sure. So the Grassroots Law Project uh, is an advocacy organization that really focuses on uh, issues of civil rights, racial justice, and transforming the U.S. criminal legal system and criminal justice system. So we execute national campaigns to raise awareness of different issues um, and to also advocate for different policies and legislative changes at the local level. Um, And then we also have a part of our work that is more so family related. So really um, working with families who've been directly impacted by uh, police brutality in some real way and and getting justice for them where we can um, and, and really using all the different resources that come as being a national volunteer based organization, or excuse me, we are, we are paid staff, but we use our uh, national volunteer uh, Mm -hmm. group to really try to uh, push change. And then you mentioned digital tools for organizing. And I know you're a political junkie. You like to follow the the national and and state politics, but I was curious your thoughts on some of AOC's comments about how she was underwhelmed by a lot of Dem campaigns and their inability to organize effectively, especially and digital platforms, social media. What are your thoughts on where the party might go from from here on that? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I think AOC really uh, hit the nail on the head. I think that the Democratic Party, uh, sort of at the national level, um, they often view her comments in, in ways where they kind of shoot down what she's what she's saying from the get go. But I think if you really look at the core issue, you have to be able to meet voters where they are if we're going to win. Right when turnout is high, Democrats win historically. And what she's saying is we have to be able to reach people in ways that are maybe not so traditional or so conventional, right? And being able to connect with voters across different mediums, different platforms, um, and reach different age groups that way. And then once you can connect with them, then do you have a message that people can actually believe in um, that's rooted in, you know, equitable policy and economic and racial and social justice. Um, So, you know, I think digitizing our outreach um, and and really modernizing it is essential if we're going to be competing at the national level and the local level, for sure. Hey, last thing, in terms of what you're excited about once Institute kicks off here in a couple of days, what are you most looking forward to? I think I'm just really looking forward to being able to to learn about my peers and learn about the different work that people are doing in different sectors, um, but still coming through a progressive lens. I, you know, we all know uh, how crazy this year has been in terms of, you know, our our the racial injustices and the reckoning that we're having, 
um, the, the global health pandemic, of course, the economic recession, um, our state has been seeing, been ravaged by fires, right? All these different crises we're facing. Um, and I think for me and a lot of other people that are, are looking at themselves um, and where do they fit in this space, you know, I think a lot of us are taking on the challenge by doing NLC to do more, right? And to, to step up and be leaders that can help us sift through some of these things and really find solutions and, and, and build out uh, what what these changes look like in our communities. So I'm really, really excited to learn from uh, a diverse group of individuals who identify as progressive like I do and, and really look at the ways that we can create change in our community in different ways. I'm, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Congrats again. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode of The Zag. Make sure to catch all the episodes we've been dropping as we head into the Institute, both for Institute and Engage this coming weekend. Get those all the places you find your podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, they're all there. Short and sweet. Check them out. Until next time, we'll catch you soon.